Hi guys, welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm Peter Kay, your host, and today I'm joined by an amazing guest. I'm super excited for her to share her finance journey with you. Tolu is a money coach. She's also a finance blogger and a mom, and she's just doing amazing things. So she's going to be sharing her finance journey with us, some lessons she's learned along the way, and also some things that she's done in her past, which of course she has learned from. And I'm sure that you guys will be able to connect and learn a lot from her. So thank you, Tolu, for joining me today on the podcast how are you doing thanks for having me I'm, I'm amazing I'm amazing I'm good, good <laughs> but you are amazing <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm amazing yeah no, no I'm good thank you thanks for having me on really excited to be here talking to your audience so thanks for having me so tell us a little bit about yourself what do you do what's your passion I know personal finance is a passion of yours but tell us a little bit more about what you do Okay, sure. So yes, as you know, obviously, my name is Tolu. I am a money coach. I'm a personal finance blogger and YouTuber. So I share loads of content all around budgeting, frugal living hacks, and just ways to live your best life, basically on a budget. And um, yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell what I do. Oh, in addition to that, I also have a budget planner and tracker, which I sell on my Etsy store, have loads of different habit trackers and loads of different printables on my Etsy store. And I also have an e Book, which will be coming out very soon where I share my debt-free journey which I'm obviously going to be talking a lot more about on this show. Amazing I'm really excited for your ebook to drop um when is it coming end of this month next yes month? end of March yeah so wow. I put it on the list like it's going to drop the end of this month by the end of the month the exact date is to be confirmed but it's definitely going to be before the 31st of March so watch this space I'm looking forward to seeing it I'm sure it's going to be amazing okay so let's get kick-started so one of the things that I find really really important is knowing about you know the lessons you learn about finances growing up because I know for some people they learn nothing at all others you know they were taught a lot about how to manage their money how to save how to invest but of course the majority didn't so what finance lessons did you learn growing up if any um, okay, finance lessons, I would say I learned more from experience, so from observation, I'd say. So I don't remember my parents ever sitting me down and saying, you know, this is money, this is how it works, and this is what you should do with it. What I do remember is when I got my first job, and my parents was telling me that I needed to save half of it. In fact, what I had to do is give them my first paycheck. Apparently, that's a custom thing, that you give your parents your first paycheck. And then after that, you're supposed to save some of your money every single month. But that's pretty much all the financial education that they gave me it was just like oh you need to save you need to save but me as a 16 year old I'm not trying to hear I need to save when there's so many things that I want to buy growing up not being able to have all the things that I've wanted when I wanted now having that income and having the ability to buy things for myself I was very excited about that and yeah I wasn't really interested in saving money I was just interested in spending all the money I had so yeah I'd say financial education obviously you know it's not something they taught us in school so it's not something I learned in school and in terms of home I just learned that when money was there you spend it because that's kind of what my mum used to do bless her but um yeah and I didn't have any lessons other than obviously save you need to save 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 but yeah that's so funny because that's so similar to me like my mom has always been very good my dad not so good but my mom she was always very very good with money but for me when I got my first job it was just like you I had my own money now and of course you see so many things that you want to get that were like developing that bad habit of you know as soon as I get paid just now I'm going down to the stores and I'm spending every last penny so by the next Monday yeah you just know the paycheck has finished already so what were some of like maybe the bad finance habits that you developed from a young age or I don't know if you developed in your late 20s what kind of bad habits did you start to pick up I think mine started from when like I said my first job when I turned 16 so it was like okay now I suddenly have all these hundreds of pounds in my account and I remember 
I worked in a retail store as well. I worked in a shop called Madhouse. It's gone now. But yeah, back then they used to sell like um, low end designer clothes. So for me, not having any designers growing up to now I could buy Levi's jeans and all these things at discounted rates as well. So it was like you get 25% off staff mm. discount. So a lot of my money went to staff discount. So I'll get paid on that Saturday. And I'll stop as I'm on the shop floor, like um, doing the stock takes or folding and stuff. I'll be putting things aside, things that I'm planning <laughs> to come back and buy by the end of the day. So literally, I'll by the end of the day, I'll finish my shift. I'll go to the, um, what do you call it? What's that place called? The fitting room, collect all the stuff in which I've um, put aside for myself. And then I'll buy it. And so all the money I was earning, I was just literally giving it back to my employer. So I was basically working for free. or working. So for might clothes. as well have just given you clothes. Do you know what I mean? They should just pay me in clothes because that's where all my money was going. That and like eating out as well, that became a really bad habit. So I just used to spend a lot of my money. When I'd get paid, the money would be finished within the first two to three weeks. And the last week, I'll be asking my parents for money and they'll be like, no, where's all the money that you got from work? And I just used to have to borrow from my system and stuff like that. And yeah, it just wasn't good. I, I think that was something that I learned from 16 and it kind of followed me up until I went to uni. I just always had that thing. If there was money in my account, I couldn't rest until the money was gone. <laughs> it's like it was burning a hole in my pocket. So I needed to spend it. So I would always find things to spend money on and I would never really count the cost. I would just think if I've got money, let me spend it. And I would never mm. think about tomorrow or think about saving or anything like that. It was just a case of the money's here. Let me spend it now because I'm not going to be here forever. I could die tomorrow. Who's going to enjoy that money? Let me enjoy it now. And that was my mentality. It's so funny because that mindset, as much as it makes sense rationally, like I remember one of my clients said to me once, oh, you know, like life is short. So Mm. because of that mentality of life is short, she was just spending, you know, racking up debt on the credit card. And then Mm -hmm. she realized life is short, but I'm still living. (laughs) And the the debt is growing. So it's so important to kind of have a balance because sometimes we use those lines as an excuse to make bad decisions. Exactly. Forgetting that, okay, if you're still alive, the the consequences are waiting for you. So why are they waiting? (laughs) They are. And they don't forget and they add tags to you know what I mean. Yeah. It too. It's crazy. So tell us a little bit more about when you got into say adulthood. How did you end up, you know, developing? Because I know you developed a significant amount of debt. Talk us through how that happened. Okay, so leading up onto uni, went to uni, and that's when I first was introduced to debt. So up until that point, all the money that I was spending was my own money. So it's like I'll make sure I pay, I'll spend my pay down to the last penny. But I would never like do things like get into my overdraft. To be fair, back then I didn't even know that there was such thing as an overdraft. I just thought, you know, you spend your money. And when I went to uni, that's when I got introduced to overdraft. Obviously, you have student loan as well, and then credit cards. At Freshers Fair, you had all the banks there. Literally, they were there just like cockroaches all on top of all of us like come 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 enticing us with their cupcakes and their sweets and stuff and <laughs> young 18 year old Tony just didn't know any different or know any better they're just telling me free money that's all I'm mm, hearing and it's that is all free. you're hearing yeah there's like free interest well, I'm like what you're just gonna give me thousands of pounds for free like yeah 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 just sign here so I'm just there signing signing and collecting that free money and spending it and that's how I first got into that and I remember that debt staying with me all throughout uni so I got the um, student loan not student loan sorry the overdraft and the credit card in the first year of uni and then that stayed with me up until the end of uni and it's so funny because when they law you in it's obviously all interest-free until you graduate so you're thinking oh I don't have to pay this money back forever but before you know it you finish uni and now you have to pay interest on that money that you earn and I remember the year I graduated was the year of the recession so getting a job wasn't that easy so it was like okay now the bank wants their money but I don't have a job so it's like what am I supposed to do so eventually, anyway, fast forward, I was able to get a job and I remember saying to myself, I wanted to 
pay that off and I paid it off within like the first few months of me getting that job so I literally was at home at the time so I didn't really have any expenses and I just didn't want to be in debt so I paid it off and I had no debt okay so fast forward now a few years later I met my husband we got married a few years later or should I say a year later and we got married and at the time we came together he had a little bit of debt he had his overdraft I'd paid mine off so he had overdraft and that was it. So that's the only debt that we came into marriage with. And it's like, okay, we're going to pay that off together. So that was the thing that we we're working on, paying that off. And then we were fine. We were like living at our means. So all the money we earned at the time. So obviously I was working full time. He was working full time. So we we're earning a decent amount of money, but we were renting privately. So all our money was going towards rent, living costs. And back then things like a budget didn't exist in our minds. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I only started budgeting when I got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well at least you started when you got married when we got married we didn't we didn't budget and it's so funny because when we were planning the wedding we had a budget we had a spreadsheet everything because we had a tight budget for our wedding so literally we allocated everything down to the pound so I don't know why we didn't continue that into marriage but yeah when we got married we didn't think about budgeting at all so all the money that was coming in was just being spent so um, living costs traveling we used to go on holiday all the time we just used to spend all our money Mm. okay so fast forward a couple of years into marriage or two three years into marriage my husband found out about um rich dad poor dad the book he read that book and that book was the book that kind of began this whole financial journey but it was like oh actually there's an alternative way we don't have to keep doing this nine to five rat race thing for the rest of our lives like we could potentially find an alternative route so then that's when we decided that we wanted to get onto property ladder and at the time we were living paying all our money for rent and stuff like that so it was harder to save so we ended up moving back to my in-laws to save up money for the deposit did that for a few years that's whole podcast in itself no no not really it was fine but um, <laughs> we moved back there to save money for the deposit bought the first house everything was fine we had all the money we needed for the um, we had all the money we needed for the stamp duty solicitors etc etc the mm. only thing we didn't have money for was renovations and that's because initially we didn't think we were going to need to do renovations but it was basically a whole year between when we accepted it, our offer got accepted sorry and when we got the house and in that year the people that were selling the house I don't know what they did to the house but it was literally a mess the kitchen wow. roof was caving in like <laughs> I don't understand what they did but they literally wrecked the house so it like okay but at the time back then we really wanted to move and we really wanted to stay in London and properties in London are very expensive so that was a really good price that we were getting for that house and if we and imagine a year later the house house has gone up in price but we're still getting it at the price we had put down Mm. a year ago so we're like okay if we now start looking again now houses are going to be even more expensive so anyway we just like okay no don't worry plan b we're going to get a loan. We're going to take out a loan to do the work on the house. So that was the introduction to debt for us. So we took out the first loan to do the refurbishment on the house. And I'm talking full refurb. Everything needed to be done from the top to the bottom of the house. Also, we thought, in hindsight, probably we didn't need to do as much work as we did back then. But anyway, we did all that work. We've done this full refurbishment, got a new kitchen, got new everything anyway for the house. And what ended up happening is the loan that we took out wasn't enough. So we were like, okay, let's take out a second loan. (laughs) So we took out a top-up loan Mm -hmm. to finish off the work on the house. Okay, and if that wasn't enough, life just got expensive at the time. I went on maternity leave with my second son at the time. So we went from having two incomes to one income. Plus, we now have these two loans. And so then we started relying on credit. So then we started using the credit card, started using overdraft. On top of that, we started traveling a lot. Not even a lot, but we went on a couple of holidays that we probably shouldn't have gone on in hindsight because we didn't have the money. <laughs> but, you know, them ones where but you life like, was for living, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we felt like we had to go. Like, one of them was for my brother to propose to his wife. So it was like, oh, yeah, we have to be there. 
Tolu now will be like, sorry, bro, I'll be there on Zoom or something. I'll, <laughs> I'll be going, there in spirit. <laughs> I'll be there in spirit. I'll pray for you and that's it. But back then it was like, oh, yeah, of course we have to go. So I carried my, me and my husband and my two children at the time. So the second one wasn't like quite young, newborn. We went all the way to wherever we went for his proposal, all on credit. And so, yeah, the debt just spiralled out of control. And so we went from owing no one money to owing everyone money. Wow. And what did the debt go up to? Was it... So yeah, it ended up being, so once we finally calculated it, it was like 36,300 and something pounds. Wow. Yeah. That is a whole other house deposit. Exactly. (laughs) It's absolutely crazy. It's true, you know, that's actually more than a house deposit at the time. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. So when you got to that point, like what was the moment they thought, nah, I got to do something? What was that kind of like? Yeah. So so we were struggling for a while financially every single month we were ending up deeper in debt because our expenses were so much more higher than our income at the time or so before anyway it just go, we just weren't spending the money properly but at the time anyway that's how it felt and also a thing I forgot to mention is the fact that when we took out those loans we weren't just being irresponsible we had a plan that we were going to get lodgers that were going to rent out two of the rooms in the house so then they would okay. cover the cost of the loan so then all we'd have to cover is the cost of the mortgage but then it ended up transpiring we weren't able to get anybody to rent out those rooms in the house because no one wanted to live with us and a newborn baby and a toddler so it was very hard to find people that literally tried for months and we just couldn't find anybody that wanted to rent out the room so that's that kind of contributed to it being uh, unaffordable debt for us and then yeah so the debt was just out of control every month we we're deeper and deeper in debt and it just got to the point where we're like okay we actually need to do something because there were times when we weren't even able to pay our mortgage on time so we were paying the mortgage a month late and wow. if you do that a few or three times then you the mortgage goes into default so we're like oh my gosh like, this thing is getting very close to the edge so we're like okay something needs to give but for a while like I said we we're just ignoring the situation and then my husband came across the book The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey and mm-hmm. he read that book literally within a few days because he loves reading and then he told me about the book and I read it as well and I don't usually read in fact it was an audio book and I don't even usually back then I never used to read or listen to books funny that because now I'm always reading and listening to books but back then and I you have a podcast not a podcast you have a book, a book club, club. Right? I have a whole I know it's so yeah, funny you didn't even mention the book club <laughs> Oh, I didn't even mention that. Actually, yeah, I have a finance online book club. Yay. And we like have we meet up once a month to discuss one of the finance books that we're reading. But yeah, so he told me about the book, The Total Money Makeover. And I've listened to it as well. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what we need. We need the Total Money Makeover. So with the debt-free community. So with Dave Ramsey, he has this whole movement online. And it's like the debt-free community. And it's like loads of people who have lots and lots and lots of debt. And it's their testimonials and they show they show the experience of paying off their debt. So you see people that owe like £100,000 and they're able to pay off within a few years. And so seeing that kind of give us hope, we're like, OK, our situation isn't hopeless. Like we maybe we can actually do something about this. Maybe we can actually get out of debt. So that was when it kind of gave us that hope that, yes, we can do this. And then we just decided once we read that book and we came together, we're like, no, no enough is enough now. It's time to change our lives. And that's literally when we decided to get on our journey to paying off all that debt. So it was just a complete lifestyle change. So initially, the first thing we had to do was write down how much debt we had. And that was the, that was the, you talk about the Eureka, Eureka moment. That was it. Because when we realised how much debt we were in, we were like, flip, what happened? How did we get here? Like, we knew we were in debt, but no, if you had said to me much. I was in that much debt I would be like how it's not possible mm. even though we took out two big loans I just didn't think it would add up to that much but it did and yeah that was the moment we're like okay now nah, we need to do something about it 
Wow. So what were some of the steps you did as you were changing? So you read the book, you calculated your debt. What were some of the practical things you started doing to help you to start, you know, clearing your debt? So first thing we did was we set up, we saved up the starter emergency fund. So um, Ramsey talks about the saving a thousand pounds emergency fund. So that's something that we did quite quickly within a few months. We're like, okay, let's save up this emergency fund. Another thing that we had to do was create a budget. Like that was the first time we actually created a plan for our money. And I was like, when we did it, we we're like, wow, why have we never done this before? Because suddenly we started realizing where all our money had been going. So it wasn't that we actually had an income problem. We had a spending problem problem mm. sorry we were overspending way beyond our means and that was the issue so it wasn't even just a case of yes we had this hefty loan and we had our mortgage to pay but our lifestyle was too expensive compared to all the um, important costs that we had because if you know you've got a, a mortgage of over a thousand pounds to pay and then you've got and then you've got loans of 500 pounds to pay then why are you spending 500 pound a month on food like something needs to give yeah at the time we just weren't thinking like that we were just we'll just spend and kind of try and figure it out later and that's what was happening whereas we finally sat down and we actually created a budget we actually looked back over our expenses for the past few months and we were like oh my days this is what's been happening and I think it was so easy for it to happen to us because my husband at the time was being paid on a weekly basis so every week money's coming in so that's why we were able to kind of get away with it but if we were more intentional with that money, we wouldn't have found ourselves in the situation that we found ourselves in, which is why I'm always like banging on about budgets to people. Cause I'm like, no, trust me, get a budget. It will transform your finances. Like literally. Honestly, you're so right. Like it's only when I started budgeting because for my wedding, I budgeted, I budgeted, I saved, I was so disciplined. <laughs> but then when I got married, it's like the money was a lot. But again, if you don't have a budget and you're not watching how you're spending, that money can go like quick like water. And that's, that's what I realized. Because I'm thinking, this doesn't make like, where's the money going? I don't understand. <laughs> and that's the thing with money. Like you can easily spend it. And we always spend more than we think. Yes. When you're not tracking your spending, you'll be shocked at how much you're spending on groceries, Quickly. takeaways, going out. Imagine when things reopen, <laughs> people are going to be spending a lot. People <laughs> Making up for a lot of time. Now. They are. Exactly. Deliveroo. Uber Eats, they are eating well during we this ways. We find ways to spend that money. If we don't tell that money to where to go, that money is just literally going to go missing. And that's what happens. Like, you need to be intentional with your money. Like, we work so hard for it. You can't just let the money just be going to McDonald's hair, going to Uber hair, going to delivery. Like, be intentional with that money. Like, I'm not saying don't spend your money. Of course, spend your money. You work hard for it. But just be mindful of how you're spending it and make sure you're spending it on things that actually align with your goals and align with your financial priorities. Because, yeah, at the time, our spending and where we were trying to get it just didn't make it didn't make any sense what we were doing to be honest <laughs> and I thank god that we finally had that wake up call and that reality check and we've done something about it because right now yeah if what happened to us two years ago if we, if we were in the same financial position that we were two years ago now right now I don't know we'll be, we'll be homeless definitely we would have lost that house because I, I made I was made redundant last last year so I lost my job so we went down from two incomes to one income and it just would it just wouldn't have worked. And now we've got three kids as well. It would have mm-hmm. just been a mess. So yeah. Now cut your cloth according to your size. I'm always telling people because hundred percent. And I think sometimes That's it's it. that comparison. People forget you can't be comparing your 2k salary to someone's 10k. Like you um, you need to know what you have <laughs> and be within your means because this lifestyle creep. It It is real. It really is. And that's one thing I've come to realize now being in this finance space. So many people are living a lifestyle of facade. There's so many people who see them with all these nice things, but just know it was credit. 
you know, they're struggling to pay it back. You may see the nice house, you know, on Instagram, but sometimes that they can't even, they're struggling to pay the mortgage. So honestly, like you really have to be within your means. And like Tolly said, like having a budget for me, it allows me to have that control. I know where things are going. I know what I want to spend my money on. I'm not just spending it then wondering, oh my gosh, where did my money go? Which happened to Mm. me so many times before. (laughs) So honestly, for me now, like budget is like my second language. Whenever someone says, oh, I'm developing a budget. I'm like, oh, that's great. Because honestly, it's so important. And I wish I had started doing that sooner, especially having started working really young. I've been thinking to myself, like, what would my savings and investments be looking like now? But but it's what you've just got to learn from now, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I do better. 100%. Just got to live and got to learn. And even what you was mentioning before about the whole um, keeping up with Joneses and just comparing your life to other people. It's like, yes, there are people that are doing on credit. Yes, but then there's equally people that they can afford to do it. So you just need to know where you are and focus mm. on your own lane. Like I always say, just stay in your lane. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't idolise anybody or put anybody on a pedestal because you really don't know what's happening behind closed doors. You don't know anybody's financial situation. So just focus on doing the best that you can with your own financial situation. And don't, yeah, don't worry about what anybody else is doing. That's, yeah. Take it from somebody that's been there, done that, and bought the t-shirt. <laughs> Listen. Because back then, if you followed my Instagram page, you would have probably thought that, you know, we were living the best life, like traveling all the time, nice family, nice kids, nice car, like nice new house. You're just thinking, oh, yeah, they've got it made, but not knowing that we were struggling financially. So mm. that I know that's not everybody's story, but that's probably quite a few people's stories. It's so a lot of up. people's stories, <laughs> unfortunately. Too Do many you know more I mean? than it needs to be. 100%. So, yeah, no. Nah. Face your front. That's what I always say. So apart from like having a budget and obviously sticking to it, because, you know, if you don't stick to the budget, it's not going to be effective for you. Were there any other practical things that you did that helped you to focus on clearing your debt? Yeah. So I would say one thing that we definitely did was change our mindset, really. So we just changed the way we did things. So with me, I've always been like a people person, whereas my husband's more of a recluse. So I'm a social butterfly. I like being out. I like being out with friends. So anywhere I'm invited to more often than not, nine out of ten times I'm, I'm there like if there's a motive <laughs> I'll be there kind of totally even... there. <laughs> yeah literally without counting the cost or considering whether or not I can actually afford to do this but when we started on a debt-free journey that was one thing that we had to really be ruthless with it was like okay we're, we're not going anywhere <laughs> like literally because I go to church so on church on Sundays it became a habit that every Sunday after church we'll go out to eat with people and going out to eat every Sunday 60 pounds a week that adds up very quickly so just by cutting that meal out alone that saved us a few hundred pounds then we switched up where we were shopping for food so before I used to shop at Tesco online so I'll pay for the deliveries to come every single week and then yeah that had to go completely and I started shopping (laughs) at Aldi and the market listen (laughs) Aldi is the place Aldi is my store and there's one it's just a few minutes walk from my house so uh, my husband already knows Aldi is my place okay the, the quality is good why am I gonna spend more when I can spend less and it's good quality so listen you got to your budget allows me, you to go yeah that's, <laughs> no but it took me ending up in so much debt for me to even consider going to Aldi because before me Aldi no way that was like to me I just thought it was for poor people the food like, mm. <laughs> yeah I used to think yeah it was like for, I don't know I just associated it with poverty it's so bad but I just think I thought their food was substandard and to be honest yeah. they do have some things there that I wouldn't buy but overall like 80% of the things in Aldi totally fine now I could afford to shop in Tesco if I wanted to but I stick to Aldi because why am I paying more for something that I don't need to pay more for it doesn't make any mm. sense so yeah Aldi all the way 
but yeah so things like that we did a lot of I also started selling things like sold, sold everything from around the house but the kids like literally selling 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 and then my husband bless him his job is his income can be very variable if he works overtime and if he does call out jobs as well so he was working like all the time like I think the kids didn't see him for about a year literally, literally wow. while we were working to say to pay it off so the main thing was just really reducing our expenses down as much as we could and then finding additional ways to make money to kind of pay off the debt even quicker and then yeah that's literally what we was doing practically to kind of clear it off so yeah and it's so funny it's subscriptions as well we cancelled I cancelled everything, everything. <laughs> even till now Netflix hasn't come back I still use my sister's one sorry Netflix <laughs> <laughs> literally I don't pay for it at the moment because yeah it's just unnecessary unnecessary expense and I think yeah being in so much debt and coming out of it has definitely changed my mindset when it comes to spending so whereas before I would just swipe without even giving it a second thought having a budget and having a plan for our money it's like actually if I spend this money here that means I'm not gonna have enough money to pay for x kind of thing because everything is allocated to a different spending category so it's like mm-hmm. there's not really much room to be wasting money anymore like we were doing before and that's amazing you know to start from 36,000 pounds that is a figure that for many people when you hear it it's like oh my gosh that's so much and it may even seem like it can't be done but just by doing what you did and having that focus I think one of the key things that I can take away from you is having that focus because many people when they're in debt they try to avoid the reality they don't want to see they don't want to open those letters they don't want to calculate they don't want to know exactly how much they owe because it seems so overwhelming but you know just by you guys you know taking that initiative and just deciding that you know we need to change the situation and obviously sticking to that I'm sure that there was temptations you know holidays that were calling Mm. things that you were seeing you know oh you know this would look so good or you know but again you had that focus and that allowed you to kind of get to where you are today which is amazing so I have another question for you which would be what would be Tolu's top three finance tips that you'd give to anyone so maybe someone that is in debt actually give one tip for someone that is in debt and then the other two can just be whatever you like so any finance tips you'd give to help people to get more in control of their money Well, I guess first thing first, if you are in debt, is to face your situation head on, like you just mentioned. So I think if if there's a if you're in a problem and you're in a predicament, the worst thing you could do is keep digging that hole even deeper for yourself. So it's kind of stop what you're doing and actually acknowledge that okay, there's an issue here because that was the beginning of our journey. It was when we actually said okay, enough ignoring this elephant in the room that's stomping all around us. (laughs) Like time to face it head on and do something about it and just making that decision and saying okay I'm not going to ignore this thing anymore I'm going to take control of the situation we were able to begin that journey because I think a lot of times we let fear of you know fear of actually doing it taking that journey the work that we know that it's going to entail all of those things kind of stop us from taking that step to doing it but if you just commit yourself to the process and just say do you know what come hell hell or high water I'm going to reach, reach this goal you're definitely going to be able to do it. But I think it's the belief that you can, it starts from, if you don't believe you're going to get out of debt, you never will get out of debt. But if you commit to it and you say, yes, I can do it, and then start taking active steps in that direction, then you're more likely to be able to get there. And then I'd say just in general, this is for anyone in debt or just in general with personal finances. So when I when it, when it comes to my area of coaching, I work with people kind of helping them get their foundations in place. So foundational thing that I'd say you need is a budget. I say it to everybody, like it doesn't matter how much you earn or how little you earn like everyone should have a budget and a plan for your money because if you don't have a plan for your money that money is just going to go missing and you're not going to be able to put the money towards things that actually align with your financial goals and where you're trying to go financially because it's one thing just having money like let's say you're earning a hundred thousand but your expenses are at a hundred thousand then there's no point because you're not going to be able to 
pursue any other financial goal because you're just kind of working to live kind of thing whereas you want to you want to get to that position where you have money that you can put towards things that are important to you so yeah I'd say get a budget in place like don't have a budget get a budget get a budget it doesn't matter the budget method you use like I I prefer the zero-based budget method me too that is my favorite I love it I absolutely love it yeah zero-based budget (laughs) all the way so for those that don't know what it is it's basically where your income minus your expenses equals zero so you make a plan for every single penny that you earn but then it's equally the percentage-based budget where it can be like 50 30 20 rule so 50 percent goes to bills 30 percent to fund and then 20 percent to savings or paying off debt so it just depends on what works for you but just try different methods and find a budgeting method that works for you and one that you can stick to and yeah just get a plan for that money and then also just learn how to say no I think that was a big one for me is learning how to say no saves us so much money like thinking about that trip that we went on when we were we were in the thick of the debt it just I just can't believe we did that it's like where was wisdom there where was the common sense like what are you doing just say no and that's it instead of spending an extra what three four thousand pounds worth of debt added to it that we didn't need to do just by saying no so yeah, definitely learn how to say no and set some financial goals as well, I think as well and break them down, I think would be another thing I'd say. So if you are saying, you've, let's say you're in a position that I was in, £36,000 is a very overwhelming amount of debt to pay off, but break it down into maybe a monthly goal or yearly goal, sorry, and then monthly and then just say, okay, for this year, I want to pay off £5,000. Next year, I want to pay off five, and just kind of work up from there. Because yeah, when it's just a big amount, it just seems like it's never going to happen. But just start small and stick to it, I'd say as well. Those are amazing I think I said more three, but yeah, sorry. I think you said four, but they were yeah. all four gems. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Those are really great tips, especially like breaking your finance goals down, whether that's a savings goal or paying off a debt. Exactly. Because obviously when you're thinking of that big figure, okay, you have 40,000 in debt as an example. That seems so big. But again, when you break it down yearly, monthly is so much smaller and it, it, of course it's more achievable that way so those were amazing amazing tips thank you so much Tolly for sharing so um that was pretty much the end of it but we're not done yet because I do want you to kind of share a little bit more about where we can find you and what we do but do you have any last words before we wrap up in regards to you know your services what you do where can people find you if they want to connect with you sure so I'm on also not all social media platforms actually i'm on instagram youtube twitter and pinterest tolly frimpong so yeah find me you can find me on all those platforms so on my youtube channel like i said i share loads of budgeting videos so i actually show my budget walkthrough on a monthly basis i also share loads of content about paying off debt saving investing is something that i'm also going to start touching on soon so yeah that's all the stuff that you can find on my youtube channel i also do one-on-one money coaching so i work with people that are basically trying to get their foundation their finances in order so abcs of personal finance and help you get that foundation right because i think a lot of times we want to build 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 but if your foundation isn't solid you're just kind of building in vain so you really want to make sure that you've got a budget in place you've got a, finance, a plan and goals in which you're working towards and that's kind of what i help clients do also help look looking at the money mindsets as well because a lot of times that is what holds us back from reaching our financial goals it's those limiting beliefs and those negative money scripts that we've had from childhood that kind of delay us getting to where we're trying to get and hold us back so that's um something that I do one-on-one with clients and then I also 
have the budget planner and expenses tracker, which you can find on my blog, tollyfrimpong.com. And on my blog, I share loads of content similar to what I do on my YouTube channel. And then also the final exciting announcement is that my ebook will be coming out at the end of March. So the date is to be confirmed. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be hearing regular updates as to when it's going to come out. But in that book, I basically share the 10 steps to debt freedom. So obviously I've touched on quite a bit of it in this conversation. But in the book, I literally outline all the steps we took sharing a bit of our story at the beginning and the 10 steps that we were able to take to become debt free so yeah that's that's me in a nutshell amazing and guys definitely follow Tolu she gives such amazing content I love her page I'm always liking her stuff because and and you know when you create content you appreciate other people's content so much more because it really takes time it takes time and focus so I totally appreciate another woman in finance giving her best and helping people and your story is so inspirational because there are so many people that are in a similar position that don't think things can change but your story is just a testament that with the right focus and plan and discipline because that is definitely needed it can be done so I have one final question for you which is what is your idea of financial freedom this is a term that is thrown around in the financial independence with higher early movement everybody says it everybody wants financial freedom but what is your idea of financial freedom so for me financial freedom is basically time freedom so financial freedom is having the ability to live life on my own terms so waking up every day and not thinking I need to go to work to earn money to pay for my lifestyle. To me, that would be a place of financial freedom to know that, okay, even if I don't log in to my laptop today, I, I, I could still have a roof over my head. I could still put food on the table. So that's why I'm doing all the work that I'm doing to build up our um, side hustles and passive income streams so that we can get to that position where we are financially free. So I don't want to not work. That's not the goal. To me, I don't think financial freedom is just about going to retire on a beach somewhere. It's not really the objective for me, I, especially because I have young boys as well. I don't want them to just think that that's just life. Life is a roller coaster. Life is like a walk in the park and you don't have to work. I do want them to know the value of hard work. But for me, financial freedom is just that being free to live life on my own terms without having to rely on a nine to five for my income. So, yeah that's really really what it's about because I think we're only here for a short amount of time and we really should be able to dictate what we do with our time and that's yeah to me that's the ultimate goal definitely I totally agree with you and when you really think about it most of your time is spent at work and most of your life is spent at work when you most people by the time they retire they've only got a couple years of life (laughs) left and that's even if you retire in good health so Mm -hmm. it's so important to make sure that in whatever you're doing you're being intentional even if you're in a job you hate be intentional in that job you know give your best use it to elevate you to your next job or to the business you want to start but honestly like time is the biggest currency the biggest commodity that we have and you have to really make sure you're being intentional with that but again Tolly thank you so much for joining me I really really enjoyed this podcast and maybe in the future we can get you back talking about maybe other things you're doing but honestly, I'm sure that those that are going to listen are going to be inspired and definitely check out Tolu. I'm going to put all her social media platforms in the handle so you can you know, check her out, follow her. And when her ebook drops, especially if you're in debt, listen, you better grab her ebook <laughs> so that you can follow the 10 steps that she took to get out of debt. And like I said, if she can do it, you can do it as well. So definitely make sure that you get her ebook when it comes out. So if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. Let us know how you found today's show. Also, if you are listening on any other platform, then definitely give us a like, share your comments and do let us know your thoughts on today's podcast. Have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you guys next week.